Good morning, hope you have a wonderful day. We continue, we left off in Beya, the fourth chapter, 34, 34a, the second line. It's not awesome. We learn. Mechulin. Darsa. Person trampled. On a bird, a shatarfer, because we threw it against the wall, a shurotza behema, or an animal crushed it, crushed the bird, but the bird is still moving, the shasa and it survived 24 hours, the shacht, and then you slaughter it, shayda, it's kosher. Yes, it's kosher, but you can't just assume it's kosher, you have to check it, make sure that it didn't do any damage, the crushing, the throwing against the wall, the, the stepping on the animal, did not. the bird did not crush and didn't turn it into a defective, uh, you know, a defective animal with a, with a, fatal, a fatal illness. Okay. Are you allowed to slaughter this bird in Yom In general, you're allowed to slaughter an animal because the Torah allows you to, to, to do anything you need to do in order to eat. Now, a regular animal, a regular bird, we assume... Now, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to slaughter a trait if you know that, that it has a fatal disease and it's not kosher. You can't eat it, you wouldn't be allowed to slaughter it. You're only allowed to slaughter it because you can eat it. Now, a regular bird and animal, you can assume that, it, that, that it's okay, it's healthy. Even though we check the lung, it's not because how luckily you really have to. And I'll tell you, you don't have to check anything. You assume it's kosher. Most animals are kosher. You don't have to worry that maybe it's sick. Why should I think it's sick? It's a, it's a, it's a stringency we check the lungs. But, but in this case, however, this is the case, since the animal was is crushed, are you allowed to slash after? Do we say maybe the animal is, is defective because we have reason to believe it's so? And therefore, maybe it's a, it's a today fan. Today fan you, you would not be allowed to slash You're violating Yamta. No, maybe. We still assume that it's kosher unless proven otherwise. Oh, sorry. The mother says, We learn in our Mishnah. That's why he's bringing it here. We learn in our Mishnah. You're not allowed to whiten, heat up, heat up the tiles in order to barbecue and roast them. We ask my coffee, why not? What's the problem? Explain the name of Rabbi we're talking about the new tiles. And they may crack. So maybe you, you heated it up for no purpose. It ended up, uh, end up being ruined, destroyed. I couldn't use it. So the, according to that, you would not be allowed to slaughter the bird. Because maybe you have to check. You don't know. Maybe maybe it's defective. Until you check, you don't know. Maybe you're slaughtering it for no reason. So you should not be allowed to shech the bird. Yeah, you're in doubt. So you're also in doubt. You don't know. But since you suspect, therefore you're not allowed to. 
and he, he have reason to suspect because it's a new, it's a brand new tile. It was never tested. Oh yeah, yeah. Tile the was never tested. So to hear, you have reason to doubt. Not stam because it was it was trampled on, it was thrown against the wall, it was crushed. So therefore, you wouldn't be allowed to shecht it. But there's another explanation. We learned that the reason is not because you're in doubt. Because for certain, you ha- because by you have to put it into fire to, 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 to strengthen a new vessel. You have to put it through the fire until it solidifies. You're not allowed to make a vessel a yomtiv. Even though, even according to the opinion that I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to do anything it takes to prepare Eichel Nefesh. But here I'm preparing a vessel that's going to be used after Yamtiv, not with Yamtiv. So even going to that Yehuda, I would not be allowed to do this. So it's not because I'm in doubt. No, no doubt. I, it's a, certainly I have to, have to strengthen the vessel. The first time you make the fire, you're strengthening, you're forming, you're forging the vessel. That's the problem. But maybe if it's just a doubt, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry, not because I have to worry, maybe it's going to crack. So to over here, maybe I don't have to worry that maybe I'm going to, uh, after I check it, I'm going to find out that it was today and I wasn't allowed to work. Yeah, you know, I'm allowed. He says, I don't worry about that. Since I'm shafting, I don't have to assume it. Okay. I think that law is you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to say. Yeah. Like Rab Zayd answered. Tani, we learn a braise, eh, maybe it's a, eh, maybe it's a, it's him. Someone brings the fire, another brings the wood, adds it to the fire. Eh, it's a, it's like they did, another one puts the, the, the pot on the fire. Eh, maybe it's a mayim, and then someone brings water. Puts it in the pot, and they say, someone adds spices, and making someone stirs the pot. Every one of them violated the prohibition of cooking. Yeah, for making a fire. The first two are making a fire. The first two make, started the fire, bringing the wood, that's mavir. The others are liable for cooking. question is, the person who puts the empty pot in the fire before he puts the water, what, what cooking does he do? Yeah, well, what did he do? Yeah, the Gemara, yeah, Rashi is going to explain the Gemara. So, okay, so that's the, that's the price. And only the last one is liable. Everyone else is exempt. Well, the kasha, it's not a contradiction. If the fire was there first, anything that's done afterwards is, is, is continuing to make a fire and cooking. You, you do everything, but it's the one who lights the fire. There's no fire. I didn't do anything. So I added water and I added spices. So what? It's the one who lights the fire. He's the only one who's liable. Okay, the mother asked, okay, so Bishlema went, so we're talking about a case where he started the fire first. So Bishlema kuluk avdim ice, every one of them did, did, did something. The one who stirred the pot, the one who put the pot on, uh, the one who added water. Elisaf is like data, Mike Avdi, putting an empty pot on the fire, what did he do? He didn't add to the fire, and didn't cook. It's a new pot, so he's solidifying the pot. 
Tan Rabban and the rabbis learn Tan of Kiraim Hadashim and then call a Kalim and they told him a new oven and and two different types of ovens Tandar and the Kirayim so you're allowed to it's not mukt you're allowed to carry it in the courtyard even though you're not allowed to cook on Shabbos but the, the Tandar which is a, a, a double a double stove and a double oven I can use it for other things. Use it as a storage box. He's not necessarily only a new one. How much more so an old one? He's just saying. But outside the courtyard, you're not allowed to because you're carrying. Talking about Shabbos, but inside the courtyard, it's not a question of muktza. I can I can carry it. But I can't smear them with oil to smooth them or to shine them. And touch them with matlas, but to rub them with a cloth to polish it. Because this was made in order to polish it, it should shine. That you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. I'm not allowed to cool it with cold, with cold water in order to harden it. After you heat it for the first time, you cool it down by sprinkling cold water, and that hardens it. But that's fixing a utensil. You're not allowed to fix a utensil in shop. It says tiles, we said, that you're not allowed to heat it up because that, that fixes it. But ovens, it's not enough just heating it up. You also have, it's a two-step process. You have to heat it up and then you have to pour cold water and only that strengthens it. Like some people take a hot shower and they take a cold shower. <laughs> the hot water and then the cold. Yeah. Right. But if I'm doing it in order to bake, how is the motive? You're cooling it off. To bake, then it's permitted. In other words, if the oven is so hot, it's going to burn the bread. See, you're allowed to cool in order to bake. This is talking about yamtiv. No, this is talking about yamtiv. Obvious. The question is, why is this different than we learned earlier? Earlier, we learned. You're not allowed to heat the tiles, although I'm using it to, to, to bake or to roast and chow on yamti. But since you're also benefiting the vessel, you're forming and forging the vessel by the act of heating, and the vessel is going to be used all week. So therefore, I'm not allowed to do it on Shabbos, even though I'm using it to roast. So why over here am I allowed to use, uh, cool off in order to bake? By the fact, despite the fact when I'm pouring the cold water, I'm also strengthening it. So he says that Ram says before we're talking about it's two separate times. Right now I'm heating the tile, later on I'm baking, not I'm baking right now. 
Then you're not allowed to. Because right now I'm not doing anything. Right now, right now, all I'm doing is strengthening the vessel. Here we're talking about this. I'm in the process of breaking. There's challah there, but it's too hot. It's going to burn. So I need it immediately to. Just like you're not allowed to, you're allowed to cook. Just like you're allowed to cook, you're allowed to extinguish. If the flame is too hot, then yom tov. I'm allowed to turn down. If it's going to damage the food, the same reason I'm allowed to make a fire. I'm allowed to cook. I'm make a fire. I'm also allowed to allowed to extinguish if it directly affects the food. The rabbis learned. You're allowed to scald the head and the legs of an animal, pour boiling hot water on it. In other words, before you cook, you pour boiling hot water to remove the hair. So it's also malach. Says you're allowed to do it. And you're allowed to put it over the fire, like singe the hair over the fire. You can't remove. This is to remove it to help the skin, not help the food. Right, right. No, I'm allowed to do it because it's it's, it's in order to help me for the food. Because usually that's where you cook it. You cook it with the hide, with the skin, and only after you cook it you remove the skin. So therefore, in order to cook it, I have to remove the hair, the legs, and the head. I'm going to eat the legs. I'm going to eat the head. Taisus says, but the whole body I'm not allowed. Only the parts that I'm going to eat. Since it will be easier just to remove the skin. But since the parts that you're going to eat, and that's the normal way to cook it, you cook it with the skin, the hides, and therefore I'm allowed to singe it, allowed to scold it, to remove the hair. But not the whole body. That's, what, that's how, that's how Teisvus learns. Uh, other Rishayim say differently. Other Rishayim say I can do the whole body. Okay. I can't cover them with like shards, which helps remove the, a lime, which helps remove the hair. Or you grind, you grind up earthenware, it becomes a paste, and you put it on and to remove the hair. That you're not allowed to do. With earth, with plaster, to remove the hair. Because this is a professional way. This is what tanners do to remove the hair, so that you're not allowed to do on young too professional I can't cut it off with the scissors because it looks like I'm doing it to use the hair and that's cutting, geysers shearing, you're not allowed to shear the question is if the Isra Malach of geysers only applies to a live animal after the animal dies is the Isra Malach of geysers in it's, it's not simple. It's a machlekes. It's, it's only minatayda. It's only midrabanan. So therefore, since if you use a scissor, it looks like I'm cutting. I'm cutting the hair. Nothing to do with cooking. Not because of cooking. I need the hair. I'm shearing the sheep. Yeah. So whether it's also midrabanan or midraisa, but nevertheless, it's also you're not allowed to do that in yom. Engaged in sayyadeg with aspeder shalei. You're not allowed to trim the vegetables with special scissors. 
the, the vegetables were already detached from the ground. But they have rotted leaves, or dry leaves, so you have to remove. So you're not allowed to use the utensils that you, that's used to cut vegetables from the ground. Because a person would think that you detached it from the ground, on Yomtev, which you're not allowed to do. Using professional things, it looks like you attach it from the ground. These are vegetables. Kundas and Achvies. It's a lot of effort. He says, even though it takes a lot of effort to prepare these vegetables, you're allowed to prepare it to eat. Why? You're allowed to kindle and bake in a large oven, a large furnace. It's open on its side. Like our ovens, not like the ovens at Tandar Bikirayim, it's open on the top. He says there's no prohibition of, of extending all this effort. If you have a guest, a lot of guests, you need a big gigantic oven, you can't use a small oven, so you can use it in Salah. Like a huge samavar. And it's kept for a long time. So you don't have to think, maybe he's heating up water for the weekdays. It's not a problem. <laughs> not a lot to bake in a large furnace, which is new. Maybe it'll crack. You never, you never tested it. So then it, see, then it turns out you just made a fire for no reason. Some rabbis the rabbis learn. You're not allowed to fan a fire with a bellow because it looks like a professional. You're allowed to do it with a tube because a, a professional won't use a tube for a fire. So you're changing it, so therefore. I'm not a professional, I'm doing work for fire, I'm forging a vessel, I'm doing something I'm not allowed to do. I'm just making a fire to cook. I'm not allowed to fix, repair the spit. Because this is a it's preliminary, I'm fixing the spit in order to be able to cook. That's the opinion of the Chachamim who argue in Rabbi That only directly, that only Malacha directly affects the food I'm allowed to. Or even according to Rabbi Yehuda, who allows preliminaries. But here we're talking about the spit that became damaged before Yamtiv, since it could have been repaired before Yamtiv. Even Rabbi Yehuda says that any malachi could have done before Yamtiv, especially Machshiri Echel Nefresh. Yeah, you're not allowed to do on Yamtiv. You get they say you're not allowed to sharpen it. The same reason. It's the preparation for the cooking. Yeah. And the rabbis learn him. You're not allowed to crack a reed. Let's lay by Maliach to roast salted fish. Because you're fixing, you're fixing a utensil. Just like our mission says, you're not allowed to break a shard or cut paper. 
to re- so to break the reed, to split it, to, to take out the outer layer, to remove the outer layer of a reed. Because you want to put it between the fish and the grill. You want to have like you don't want to have the fish to put directly in the grill. It'll burn the grill. I think it says in the mission that you can't make, cut paper in order to put it on the grill, so so it shouldn't burn. To separate it from the grill, that you're not allowed to do. You're allowed to crack a nut with a cloth. You put it in a in a cloth and you crack it. You bang it on the on the you bang in the cloth. Or you want to protect your teeth. You want to crack with your teeth. So you put a cloth around the, around the, the nut and then you cr- crack it with your teeth. That you're allowed to do. And you're not worried, maybe the cloth will tear. By, by cracking it. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to worry. What's the problem? Why shouldn't I? You, shouldn't, you don't have to worry that maybe, maybe it'll tear. Why? Because even if it does tear, so what do I care? Because it's just damaging. It's, it's destructive. It's not, it's not a malachal. Malachal is only constructive. No, it's only if you damage it in order to fix it, then it's a, then it's a malachal. So, so you're making a gzeda, maybe I'm going to tear, and if I tear, so what? I didn't do any malachal. It's, it's just damaging. Damaging is not a malachal. It's not creative work. It's probably directly connected to the food. It's not a step away. No, we said it is a step away. Like, like putting something, in order to put something between the food and the... Right, right. I'm not doing the work in the food. I'm not cooking the food. I'm, do, I'm doing the work in the stick that's going to help me protect the food. That's machiri echa nefesh. Yeah, no, but if I'm going to tear the bag, in order to do the food, I'm tearing a bag. I'm doing the malach in the bag. Yeah, it's much closer than the other options. It's the same thing. Here I'm cooking the food. The food is in the here. I'm, the cooking is in the food. Here I'm tearing a bag in order to in order to, to crack the nut to get to the food. It's like, but because even if it tears, it's it's, it's destructive. So it's not a malach. Okay. Next Mishnah on the bottom of thirty-four. Zok the Hilkim Mishnah. Vaydam Rabbelazer. Nothing Rabbelazer said. Since Abelazah taught us one leniency in, in Mukta. In the previous Mishnah, so now he's coming to teach us. He's coming to teach us another leniency. Abelazah says he's allowed to take, uh, allowed to take a, a toothpick before you, a piece of wood before you use it as a toothpick, and he's allowed to gather all the little, uh, little pieces of wood in the courtyard. So here is another leniency. She asked, you know, if this was a continuation of Rabbi Lazarus, one thing. But there's a whole, a whole, a whole long list of other things, halachas, that were mentioned between. Yeah. You know, he opened the Mishnah. Yeah, you can't say void if it's a direct, a direct continuation. Right. Exactly. Nothing to do with muktzah. A whole bunch of other things. 
We have to change the order of the Mishnah. This has to be the last part of the Mishnah. The place says, and the whole Gemara is not is not in order. The Gemara was also also not in order. The Gemara explained the Mishnah piece by piece. First thing it talked about was the gathering of the, 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 the toothpick, and then the gathering the wood. So you're going to change the whole Gemara. The whole thing was one big mistake. Therefore, Rabbeinatam says that that when it's a leniency. One leniency after the next, even if it's not in sequence, you can still save the oil. Even if you interrupt it with other things. When do you say that you can't save the oil if it's interrupted with other things? Only if it's being strict. Like if one of them is strict and one of them is lenient. Okay, right. But here it's another leniency you can say, well, why did he interrupt? Because since he talked about fire, kindling, gathering for kindling, he wanted to finish talking about fire. Other, other subjects have to do with fire. But then he says, another leniency. A person could stand next to this food, which is mukta. Figs and grapes were set aside to dry to become raisins or dried figs. Even according to Rabbi Shimon, this is mukta. Because when they dry, they're inedible, they're mukta. Here we're talking about fruits that are already dry, that they're somewhat edible. Some people would eat them, other people won't. So therefore, it all depends on the owner. So, a person can stand in muksa. We continue in side B, 34B, Erev Shabbos, Bishviyas. Erev Shabbos, in the year of Shviyas, like this year, we're in a sabbatical year. Because during the sabbatical year, there's no miser, because it belongs to everyone, it's not yours. You only have to give 10% of food that belongs to you exclusively. Here it's a free-for-all. So all, that's, all, that, all that's lacking is mukta. The only issue is mukta. Not a lot to tithe on Shabbos, but all, you, all that's lacking is mukta. So if you stand out of Shabbos and Shviyas and you designate it and you say, you just have to say, you don't have to, with your finger, you don't have to, with your hand, you don't have to touch or do anything. You just say, I will eat from here tomorrow. The same law would apply the other years, other six years. If you took tithing already, it's already tithed. The only question is if it's a question of muksa. So it helps. So if it's muksa, it's dried fruit, but it's somewhat edible. So as long as you designate it, the owner, the owner decides, I'm going to eat from it, it's good enough for me. And he makes that decision and he announces it, says it, verbalizes it before Shabbos, and it's no longer muksa. Yeah, he's just using. Right, fresh, fresh fruit is not muksa, right? So he's just used, but stam stam muktzah is not mice because it, you don't you don't usually you don't tie it until it's hundred percent done. 
till it's 100% dry, till the raisin is 100% the raisin. So at this point where it's, it's semi-dry or somewhat dry and somewhat edible, usually, so therefore, if it's not, it's not mice, that's what he says, shavias. The shavias doesn't matter if it's not mice. You don't give mice. You don't have to give mice. The only issue is muktzis, as long as he says, out of Shabbos. He verbalizes and he says, mikan, and the oichel, then it's okay. The rabbis disagree with Rabbi Lezer. They're strict. And they say, He has to make a simon. He has to mark. He has to physically do something. It's not enough to verbalize. The oral designation is not enough. And, and you, have to, you have to mark exactly which fruits you can eat. According to Rabbi Lezer, he just says orally, and he says, from here I'm going to eat. Which ones? I don't know. Whichever one I choose, I decide. And that's good enough. Because it is breda. Once I pick it, I said, that's the one I had in mind. The rabbis say oral designation is not enough, and they, 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 and they don't hold a breda. You can't just say, you have to physically decide, make a, a sign, this is what I'm going to eat. He's saying, why did he prepare all of them? Eating all of it. And he's not, he's not pie, of course, let's say it's a lot of stuff, or you have the you have figs, you have, figs, you have uh, raisins, he's not sure which one he wants to eat, he doesn't have to decide. Though. So it's not really designated, I'm not going to eat all of it, I'm saying, I'm only, I know I'm only going to eat a little, it doesn't matter. From here I'm going to choose, and tomorrow I'll decide, it's good enough. Yeah, you don't say And not only you have to say, you have to... You have to, you have to make a, a mark it off. Okay, that's the mission. We learned... Children who hid figs out of Shabbos on Friday, they forgot about it, and they never get, they never, they never tied it. After Shabbos, he can't eat from them even as a snack until they're tied. Because since they were designated for Shabbos, so you're not, you must tie them. Because Shabbos, Shabbos makes it that you become obligated to tie it, and I can no longer even eat it as a snack. Before you tie it, you can eat it as a snack. But once Shabbos comes in, since it's been designated, not only by adults, even children, they say. So therefore, it becomes you must tie them, even though they never ate it on Shabbos. Doesn't matter. With nanami, we also learn in Maisrus a ma'ivetain. In other words, if the third party would be able to buy her out, 
If someone spreads figs in his courtyard, licks it to drop. His household could eat from it as a snack, a snack in it. They're exempt from mice. Because it wasn't processed yet. It's not the process is not complete. So therefore it doesn't become yet obligated in tithing. So I can if you sit down and you eat a main meal of it, then of course. But just a snack, a, a fig here, a fig there, then it's fine. Even though the figs are ripe. But since my plan is it should I should take it and press it, I'm gonna make pressed figs. So therefore I didn't finish the processing yet. So even though in general the courtyard, if you have the fruits in the courtyard, it, it establishes the obligation of tithing. Here not, because the processing is not finished, only if it's fully processed. So, so the two Mishnahs are talking about, the first Mishnah says that Shabbos creates a, an obligation. The second mission says even though a courtyard also creates an obligation, but it's only if the processing has been completed. Okay, these are the two missions. Establish an obligation for Muktzah to be tied. Something that, that, that it was incomplete, just like you said by the courtyard. Even though a courtyard establishes the obligation to mice that you can no longer even even snack from it. But he says, it's only if it's complete, if it's totally processed. So when you say that Shabbos establishes the obligation to tithing, is it also only if the processing is totally complete? Why not? So he said, me, I'm the only we say. Since it says that Shabbos is a day of pleasure. So Kava, so Shabbos establishes an obligation. Pleasure. So I can't eat something as a snack. Anything you eat, it's like a chilas kavash. It's a special meal. Anything you eat on Shabbos is like a mitzvah, it's a pleasure. So you have to have a So you have to, you have to tithe before. Only if it's already fully processed, only then the Shabbos established an obligation. This was the Rav's question of Rav Nachman. The Rav Nachman answered to Rav, Shabbos came last, and the Shabbos is unique. Shabbos is different. Shabbos establishes even if it's not fully processed. You can't even eat it as a snack. If it wasn't designated for Shabbos. If it was not designated for Shabbos, I can't eat it on Shabbos. The act of eating it on Shabbos already establishes, even as a snack, it would not, I would not be allowed. But if it wasn't designated for Shabbos, after Shabbos I can eat it as a snack, because it wasn't designated for Shabbos. Yeah, no, just the fact that it went through Shabbos, it lived through Shabbos, doesn't mean anything. It's only if I'm eating it on Shabbos. Right. Why? Why is Shabbos different? Say Shabbos should be, should be like a courtyard. also established, but it's only something which is fully processed. Like, why is one why is one different than the other? 
It's a fully developed teaching in our hands. Shabbos is different. Shabbos is not like a chas. It's an oral tradition. It's been fully developed, fully thought through, and this is what the rabbis have have decided. Can't compare a courtyard to Shabbos. Shabbos is unique. Category on its own. Mazut the son of Nachman supported his father. We also learned this in our mission. We learned now mission of Edom and A person stands on Mukta, so it's not fully processed. On Friday, on Shriyas. Time of the Shvi is why Shvi is Labari Suri, because Shvi is you don't have to give Maisa. But other years, it wouldn't help because it's not a question of Muks, it's a question of Maisa. You would have to give Maisa. It's not only a question of Muks, even if Muks is not a problem, it's not a question of Maisa. Why is it a question of Maisa? It's not fully processed. So you see that Shabbos alone, if I'm eating it on Shabbos, I'm obligated to tithe him if it's not fully processed. A clear proof to Rab Nachman, his father. My time, I've said, what is the reason? Why would it be paper? Lamashum, the Shabbos cover, because Shabbos is Kiveya. So it's a clear proof. Mazut is bringing a proof to his father. He mother says, Loy, not at all. Shiny husband is different. Because it's his designation, by him designating. So by him, it's processed. The process is finished. For him, the process is finished. Really, I'll tell you, Shabbos is like a courtyard. Unless it's, it's, it's fully processed, it's not Kaveya. The reason why over here it's Kaveya, because he, he, he set it aside, he designated verbally. He said, I'm going to eat from here. So for me, it's done. I can, for me, it's edible. It's fully processed. Why Shabbos? It should also be true even the Chayel. He should be teach me a Chiddush. That by saying, Mikan, Mikan, and the Yoichel on Monday, so I can no longer eat it because until I tell them, until I give my Maiser, unless, unless it's Shviyas. The Mosh says, No. Hakama, you're right. It would be the same would apply even during the week. But Hakama Ashma is coming to teach me the Tevel Muchanu Eitzel Shabbos. The Tevel is considered prepared for Shabbos. Even though it was, it's Tevel. It wasn't tied yet, so he can't eat it yet. Even a coin can eat it. Nevertheless, nevertheless, by, by verbally saying, I'm going to eat from here, why? Why is it considered prepared? Since if, if you violated the, the rabbinic prohibition of tithing and shams, you went ahead. It's tithe. It's considered a good tithing. Right. So therefore, so the mission is coming to teach us two things. One ruling about mukta. How do you designate for Shabbos? Another ruling. That untithe, even if it's untithe, it's not mukta. That even untied, it's not considered muktzah. Why isn't it muktzah? I can't eat it. Nobody can eat it. The kohen can't eat from it. It should be considered muktzah. Because he's implying that during the non-shaviyas years, you're not allowed to eat it. Only 
Not because of muksa. It's not a question of muksa because it's untied. Question is why isn't it muksa? It should also be muksa. Not only because it's untied, it's an issue of muksa since it's tevel. It has to be tied until it's tied, until it's maize, it's muksa, it's tevel. No one can eat from it. So he's saying no, that's not an issue. It's not a question of muksa. Since the rice is no, even that after the fact, you went ahead and did it. Since the rice is good, so it's tied. But therefore, it's not muksa. If you violated rabbinic prohibition, you went ahead and tied the. So, the, so it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not considered muksa machmas is. Honor, not a non shviyas first six years, you're not allowed to do it. Why? Not because of question of muksa, because then you would have to be maizer. You're not allowed to be maizer on Shabbos. Right, he doesn't say. The Mishnah says, Oymed, Oymed means he's allowed to stand. From this, you deduct the other years, you're not allowed to lechatchila stand and do this. Not because it's not prepared, it's prepared, it's prepared but then it's tied, I'm out of the tide. But if I went ahead and tied, it's fine. If he would have held that, that even after the fact, I can't, I can't, it won't help me to do, to prepare. Why won't it help me? Because since it's not tied, since I'm not allowed to tie, since it's not tied, so it's tevel, no one can eat from it, even the kohen can eat from it, therefore it's mukta. So what does it help me? It's not only chachil, even with the ever I can't, I can't eat from it. Even if I tie that, I can't eat from it. It's mukta. He should have said, Ha'aymer, who stands in Shviyas, and if he did this, it's okay. The rest of the years, even if you went ahead and did it, it's not okay. He's not what he's saying. He said, L'chatchila, you're allowed to go in Shviyas. The other years, L'chatchila, I'm not allowed to. But the other years also, if after the fact, you went ahead and did it, it's okay. Because the only issue is my, is maizer, is tithing. Once, it's not the question of mukta. That's the proof. Right. So that's a proof. Oh, no, 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 so that's why he says, right. So that's why he says, that's why he says, um, not because Shabbos is Kaveya, not because Shabbos is Kaveya, even though it's unprocessed. No, because since he says, he designated it for my, right, since. Why do you me out of Shabbos? It's not a different thing. Right, because he. Why the rest of the time? Why the rest of the uh, the other times? Now I have to start keeping. Um, it's usher. It's not usher because Shabbos is keveya. It's usher because for him, for him, it's processed. It's fully processed. Really, I'll tell you, even Shabbos, it has to be fully processed. And there, since he prepared it, it's fully processed. Therefore, therefore, it's prohibited because of meiser. She says, why Shabbos not choyl? He's coming to teach me. There's no mukta because since if he went ahead and fixed it, it's okay. 
Okay, so right now, the Gemara remains. What's the maskana? The conclusion? The Gemara holds that even if the process has not been completed by saying, declaring that, uh, that I am going to eat it, so for me, the process is complete. Okay, the Gemara will continue. We'll continue tomorrow. On 35A, and we're going to finish the first chapter in Mitzvah tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful day. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to finish. Yeah, we're going to finish the fourth chapter tomorrow.